The plane was flying very close to the ground, coming in for a landing. I could literally see the faces of some of the people through the windows. And then suddenly, everything went white, and there was a loud crashing sound. And that's when I woke up. I'm Tom Stewart, and this is my paranormal story. Before I start this episode, I want to thank you for listening. This podcast only exists because of supporters like you. But unfortunately, podcasts do cost money. So I'm hoping you'll show your support by visiting my website, myparanormalstory.com, and clicking on the donate button. Every little bit helps keep us on the air. Thank you so much for your support. Have you ever had a dream and the next day you couldn't stop thinking about it? You spend the day wondering if the dream had any meaning. If there's one thing all human beings have in common, it's dreams. Those little images and thoughts that we have when our body is in REM stage during the night. When we enter that rapid eye movement stage of deep sleep, our eyes are moving rapidly and our bodies become almost paralyzed. We don't always remember our dreams, but we always dream. Even animals dream. You've probably seen your dog or your cat twitching in their sleep. They look like they're chasing something or running away from something. But what is this strange thing our brain is doing during the night? No one's really sure. The history of dreaming can be traced all the way back as far as 5000 BC to a book that was found in what was once the ancient land of Mesopotamia. It was a dream book. Someone from way back then kept a journal of all their dreams and what they thought the symbols meant in their dreams. The Sumerians used to think dreams were messages from the gods, and they had special dream priests who would interpret their dreams for them. The Egyptians also saw dreams as messages from higher beings. In fact, There's an Egyptian dream book on display at a museum in London. The Greeks and Romans believed dreams were prophecies, mental images telling of future events, and many Native American tribes considered dreams to be messages of guidance from their ancestors. To this day, people still wonder what dreams are and why they happen. British psychologist Anne Faraday, who spent many years studying dreams and wrote several books on dream interpretations, once said, Understanding our dreams is like learning the language of our hearts. But other experts think that it's just our brain trying to make sense of all the meaningless information and thoughts that we've had over the day, sort of like a computer defragging all the information in its memory. But that wouldn't explain some of these other dreams people have. There are many talented musicians and songwriters like Paul McCartney, Sting, and Billy Joel, to name a few, that have claimed that they dreamt of the lyrics and the melodies of some of their hit songs. They would literally hear the song in their dream and wake up the next morning and write it down. Lionel Richie once said he felt like he was stealing all of his songs because they all kept coming to him in his sleep. And it's the same for many of today's greatest authors, screenwriters, artists, 
even comedians, many who claimed their thoughts and inspirations were literally ideas that came to them in a dream. For some people, dreams go beyond just an inspiration for a love song. Some people believe dreams are a way for lost loved ones to reach out to us and make contact. I read a story several years ago about a man who was supposed to be on one of the planes that crashed into the World Trade Center on 9-11. But the night before his flight, he had a dream about his late wife. She appeared to him as he slept and told him not to get on the plane. She told him to stay home and not to go on that business trip. The next morning, he remembered his dream so vividly that he decided to postpone his trip and he never got on that plane. There are many cultures and people who believe dreams are like codes, special messages being communicated to us from gods or lost loved ones, or even from aliens, or possibly even from ourselves. And there's no shortage of dream interpretation books available, but like most mysteries, the interpretations are based on the author's opinion, and very few seem to be similar enough to be considered fact. Perhaps our dreams are messages that can only be interpreted by us. Whoever or whatever is causing these dreams might be sending a message that only makes sense to the person receiving it. I know for myself, my brain is always very active at night, just like when I'm awake. I'm a creative person and I'm a curious person. My brain is always looking for new things to create, new things to learn, so it makes sense to me that even when I'm sleeping, my brain is still looking for something to do. I would say that I have at least three to four dreams every night. But some of my dreams have a way of resonating with me. Quite often I'll have the same dreams more than once. I actually have some dreams that have been coming and going in my brain for years. When I was a little kid, I used to have a dream of being on a swing, just going back and forth on a typical playground swing, when suddenly the swing would go way high up in the air, much higher than it should, and I would sort of just be hanging there in midair looking down, afraid that I might not be able to hang on. And then suddenly the swing would come back down really fast, and before I could find out if I made it or not, I would wake up. I used to have this dream all the time as a kid, and I still have it now and then as an adult. And it always ends the same way, with me waking up, grasping onto the edge of the bed, feeling like I was falling for real. I've also got people and places who show up in my dreams regularly too, except I have no idea who these people and places are. One of them is a blonde woman who for some reason shows up in many of my dreams. She's an older woman, and she seems more like a friend than a lover or a relative. She's always trying to get me to follow her, but for some reason, I always end up losing her. And then one of the places I always see is a house that I've never been to. It has many rooms and many floors. The basement of the house is scary. It's a stone basement with thin wooden walls dividing the rooms. And in one of the rooms, there's no stone floor, 
It just has sand. And there's a large table up against one of the walls with an elaborate train set on it. Something someone built themselves with mountains and bridges and tiny little houses and buildings and dozens of feet of winding train tracks just going up and around. I have no idea why it's in my dream, but it always shows up and it's always in that basement. Also in the corner of that basement, there's a small opening, maybe like 12 inches long by 12 inches high, just barely big enough for a small person or a child to crawl through. And something evil lives inside that hole. Quite often in the dream, the creature that lives in there will show itself and pull me into the hole, into a complex set of tunnels where I have to quickly scramble away on my hands and knees and try to escape. Sometimes I'm able to get away. I end up finding myself in a forest surrounded by trees. Other times, I just wake up before anything else happens. I've tried interpreting these dreams. I've tried trying to figure them out, but there's really no answers. Are they messages or are they just my brain playing games with me? Every once in a while, though, I'll have a dream that ends up coming true. And one time, one of these dreams saved my life. It was about a week before St. Patrick's Day, probably 1991 or 92. I was probably 19, 20 years old, and I woke up from a terrible dream. I dreamt I was watching a plane coming in for a landing. It was a large passenger plane flying very low to the ground, and it was coming right towards me, and I'm just standing there watching it for some reason. And then suddenly, everything turns white, and I can hear a huge crashing sound, so loud that it wakes me up out of a dead sleep. And I start looking around, wondering if something in my house had fallen over, or if maybe there was an accident outside. But it was just in the dream. There was no loud sound. The first night I had the dream, I sort of just forgot about it the next day. But then it happened again the next night. The same exact dream. Except this time, I could literally see the faces of some of the people on the plane through the windows. And then suddenly, everything would go white again. And boom, another crashing sound. And I wake up. I remember telling my friend Will about it the next day. And he reminded me that there had just been a plane crash in the news recently that it was probably my brain thinking about that, which made total sense at the time. Then I had the dream again, and this time I could see the people on the plane looking at me. And then suddenly, the bright white light and a huge crashing sound wakes me up again. At this point, it was starting to worry me. I didn't recognize anyone on the plane but I started asking everyone I knew if they were planning a trip anywhere soon. I would be asking friends, relatives, co-workers. I wasn't planning any trips, so I knew the dream wasn't trying to warn me, but maybe it was trying to warn me for someone else. For four nights in a row I had that dream, and then on the fifth night, nothing. It didn't come back. At least, I didn't remember it and I'd hoped it was gone for good. But then two nights later, it happened again. 
and by this point I'd been telling many of my friends and family about it, and I was sure this dream meant something, but I just couldn't figure it out. The next night was St. Patrick's Day, and Will, myself, and our other friend Ed decided to go out and celebrate for the night. We jumped in my car, a blue Nissan Pulsar, and we headed to a club in Warwick, Rhode Island. Will was sitting in the back seat, and Ed was up front with me in the passenger seat. We were heading down a road in Warwick called Airport Road. It's a rather busy road with four lanes, two on each side going in opposite directions, with only the double yellow lines as a divider. And it runs parallel to the state airport. At night, you can see all of the different colored flashing lights on the runway, and it's also not uncommon to see planes coming in for a landing while you're driving down the road. It almost feels like they're gonna land right on top of you as they fly over the road and onto the runway. And when it happens, you can't help but look up and watch that plane buzz by. And on this particular night, our timing was perfect. We were driving down airport road and off to our left was a plane coming in for a landing and it was gonna fly right in front of us. We were all hunched forward looking up at the plane it was so close you could see the people's faces in the windows. And suddenly I realized, this is the exact scene I've been seeing in my dreams. I looked down and all of a sudden, I could see a bright white light. It was coming right at us. So I swerved to the right and tried to avoid it. And there was a huge crash sound. It shook the whole car. And I did my best to keep us from spinning out of control. As I looked in my rearview mirror, I could see a car rolling over like four or five times. It was like something you'd seen in an action movie. I quickly pulled over and caught my breath. Will and Ed were shaken, but none of us really knew what had happened. I got out of the car and noticed that the left rear side of the car had been completely torn off. The bumper, the lights, an entire quarter of my car was just mangled and missing. I looked down the road and the other car was on its roof on the side of the road. It had crashed partway through the fence of the airport. We ran over to see if we could help whoever was inside, but the car was empty. There was glass everywhere. All of the windows, including the windshield, had been smashed. And the car was smoking and all you could smell was burnt rubber. People started pulling over and checking on us. Luckily, none of us had been hurt, but the driver of the other car was found sitting in the grass a little further down. His face was cut up and he looked hurt, but not too badly considering the accident he was just in. When the police showed up, they determined that he was drunk. And according to witnesses, he had been driving erratically and crossed over the double lines trying to pass another car and he had been coming at us head on. If I hadn't thought about the plane from my dreams and the white light that ends with a crash, I probably wouldn't have looked down and swerved over in time. My Paranormal Story is written, produced, and narrated by me, Tom Stewart. Music from this episode, courtesy of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. 
If you enjoy my stories and would like to support the podcast, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash myparanormal or just click on the donate button on my website at myparanormalstory.com. I also have t-shirts and coffee mugs for sale. Unfortunately, podcasts cost money and your support helps me keep this podcast running. So thank you for your support. Please don't forget to subscribe so you'll know when I've added new episodes. And feel free to follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for My Paranormal Story. If you have a podcast and you'd like to have me as a guest, or if you'd like to ask me a question or tell me your paranormal story, you can email me at myparanormalstorypodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Tom Stewart, and this is My Paranormal Story. <laughs>